or laying down or oh no no <laughs> our schedules are so messed up oh i mean but you know to be honest we're not really the kind of couple that like all right you have to do this and this and this and this we're not like ball breakers you're just kind of like well, whatever i'm a ball breaker by myself but my wife is as a little more understanding and stuff so so we kind of just kind of shoot from the hip as far as what's going on as far as the you know the eating schedule the sleeping schedule stuff like that for both of them listeners brent is back with a new baby um but you're how old is uh well, i don't know why my brain is not working mabel is five no. and hazel is three weeks that's a lot of changes for her too yeah yeah she's working through those and i would say sometimes better than others that's totally normal like and you can't rush it or force it or you end up with two little kids with with like anxiety or ocd well, <laughs> that's not good it's going to be difficult to avoid the the anxiety so hey my daughter's going to start therapy so it's it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's fine you, you know what's funny though i have never wanted to i i kind of being anxious it's tough at sometimes, you know, to be an anxious type of person, but I don't like people that don't work with a sense of urgency. No. So it works for you. Anxiety works for you. It, it does. It doesn't work from anyone else though. No, no, no. Cause we all fucking hate you. <laughs> well, <laughs> love you. Hate you. Love you. So I think that I, I think that, um, People that don't have it have anxiety kind of stress me out because they're not moving like they're just kind of like the shoot from the hip kind of people. So like I had a friend in high school that was very just eh. yeah like whatever like, can't uh stuff. <laughs> I mean you can uh stuff, but you can't like uh stuff. Right. So like you need to you need to move with conviction. And your friends like, um, I feel conviction just fine. Psycho, take a pill. I don't know. Um, huh. I think I've, I, I think I've always overcompensated for, uh, cause, cause I've never been the, been the best at anything. So, and I know that going in. So what I do is I compensate by just working harder, and then it's not quite as ugly whenever it comes to fruition. How does so, it feel to have everybody at home? How does it feel to be back? Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of adjustment going on, and okay. I miss, I miss, you know, the chaos, the standard chaos. Oh, now there's just now it's not standard chaos. It's, it's chaos, chaos upon chaos, and so it's so, chaos squared. Yeah, cute. <laughs> chaos to the fifth power. Um, that's that's kind of rough and. You know, but my wife is doing really good. She's really kicking butt. I, I don't really have any complaints because everyone, I mean, considering how it could have went, everything's going pretty good. Especially, yeah, I mean, yeah. No one ended up in ICU. No one required any extra surgeries. So they're they're doing good. Um, but but we are we're doing less music, mm-hmm. but we are doing more binge watching Netflix and. Mm-hmm. And basically how it works, you turn it on and then you pass out. So, right, right, right. Is there anything new that you've passed out to in the last three weeks that you have not passed out to before? Do you need recommendations? I've got plenty. Of, I, I've, I've filled up our queue before. It, and so <laughs> you're like preparing. Because with young kids, even five-year-olds, you really can't. You can do stuff, but you can't really like. I'm going to build this house or, you know, you can't do like big projects when oh, you're I remember. in this phase. I mean, and, and Mabel's pretty good and she helps out sometimes, but, but pretty much, I pretty much knew that, you know, Julia's going to be recovering. I'm going to be uh, trying to keep up with the bottles, man. That's like a mountain. Just Every time I turn around, bottles are just dirty bobble, bottles are just popping up everywhere. You're like, what is this kid doing? Filling its own bottle? I know. 
<laughs> I, I think she's that. crawling crawling out of her uh, her prison cell and <laughs> sneaking to the kitchen and making her own bottles and just then just throwing it everywhere or whatever. But ah, bottles. But that it's been an adventure. Hey, I did want to tell you the uh, the proprius or proprius. I know it's hard to pronounce it. I, I you're you're doing just about as good as I did. That was a great. Is it I wasn't really, that good? I really liked that. I thought you and uh, Sound Animal sounded great together. I enjoyed, really, really enjoyed her co-hosting. I haven't heard much from her since the co-hosting gig, but I think did you uh, ruin her. Did did I, break I, her? I, I don't think I intentionally broke her. No, y'all. Ah, yeah. Giggity. Sorry. 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 See. Ah. Yeah. That's kind of that twisted humor y'all had during that show. Oh my too. god, she was funny. That's the sound of my bed. <laughs> yeah, that made uh, me laugh. She no, she's phenomenal and she's so good on recording. She was so natural with it. Um happened. y'all sound good together sonically. Yeah. I thought y'all's voices sound good together because I hope I she tell comes y'all, back. Um, and she sounds so good in the recording she sounded good too yeah but she records good i don't know what she did i think i think she's just way fucking healthier than me (laughs) the other thing i've been working on is uh you know we had the the live carousel Uh recordings rick and i and so rick's rick's actually just went he recorded three songs but decided one was good enough yeah i've been following out i'm following what he's doing and did and he did his and it sounded pretty good. He hasn't released it yet, but I've been working on. I actually did three and they they came out okay. And so now I'm trying to to get a calendar on when to release them. Yes, because I'm trying to do some live stuff, but I don't want it to be the live stuff when I totally suck. So. <laughs> You know, because you have those times where, like, you sing one song perfect every time, and then the and time then you, you record need it, it. Be, you need it to be perfect. It's like, have you ever played this song before? Yeah. So, are you guys having a new surge of the COVID where you are? Uh, in certain places, we are having a surge. So, is that so- is that messing up uh, the things that you have planned for in the future? Are you still kind of hanging tough? Oh, sorry. New kids on the block. Don't judge me. I I can say it's a hard to build a band again with this stuff going on because people don't want to travel. It's hard to book shows. I'm going to start reaching out to some booking agents and stuff and talking to them because I figure they already have relationships and stuff. The one the one blessing and terrifying thing about living in San Antonio is these, a lot of these people behave like there never was a COVID. <laughs> and like, yeah. So like there are places to gig, but it's also like, uh, do I want to? Yeah. Like, I don't believe you people wash your hands sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You can say it. You're not the only one feeling that way. I posted something the other day or just today. In my Facebook story that said was this guy just kind of looking at the camera like, you know what I mean? And said the, the pandemic has taught me that a bunch of y'all would hide the zombie bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like with my daughter. Yeah. Did you wash your hands? Yeah. Did you wash your hands with soap? Right. Did you really wash your hands or did you just... No, I have to actually say soap. With soap. Yeah, I shouldn't have to do that with adults. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's funny. Did you do it with soap? <laughs> really? Did you? No? Okay. Get oh, okay, please, Come yeah. On. Oh, five is fun for stuff like that. I'm, five, I'm, five is when my daughter climbed on a counter, monkey swung from the cabinets to get the vitamins down and then proceed to take them. And then woke me up to tell me she didn't wake me up because she was a good girl. You know why she's waking me up? Because she mm-hmm. took all her vitamins. That's funny. Mm-mm. Did you take the whole bottle? Half of them. <laughs> like, like the, thank God it was the Flint's. Yeah. <laughs> I came yeah. out of the bedroom and the dog was totally judging me. The dog's like, really? <laughs> I was in here. Did you? You would have lost your mind if you would have seen what I was seeing. <laughs> 
Five is fun. Oh man, five. this is this is funny. So so lately with with Mabel, she's uh she's having problems with her, her temper. And mm-hmm. So basically, she's cool and then she's not. Right. And when she's not, she's like, I'm gonna burn this mother down. Yeah, stuff like that. So she was really angry today, and. So she decided, you know what? I'm going to discipline mom and dad. And so, so oh, what she no. did to, to, to Julia was she took her water bottle and pushed a chair all the way to the refrigerator and put the water bottle on top of the refrigerator. Mabel's funny. She's putting it away from her. She's like, oh, yeah, you I'm can't. just going to put it up. I'm you, five. If I can't have my juice box, you can't have your water bottle. <laughs> it's just funny. But it was funny. It was funny. It made it made Julia laugh too. Sometimes she does something when she's losing her mind that I know I should address, but I'm right. on the floor dying. Yeah, right. And it's like it's like my child is just like me. Should I? I am loving every second of this, but I sh- I know deep down I should be concerned. But it's so fucking funny. Sometimes I'm actually proud. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like. You little smartass. That makes me so happy. <laughs> but I can't say that. Go to your room. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you're like, did you see that, honey? Did you see that? Hey, Mike. What are you hey, doing? Guys. How you doing? <laughs> oh, look at you. You know what? So you put a Google Meet in the in your email. So that's I was hanging out at Google. <laughs> <laughs> you were not like you were very much in the wrong place, but that's fine. Yeah, it happens all, right. all the time. That's right. Well, man, thank you for joining us tonight. Sorry for the confusion, but it looks like you made it. You still have most of your hair. I do. <laughs> oh, I went for the hair again. Sorry about that. I talk about I talk about hair pretty much every episode. That's okay. Keep doing you. Keep doing you. That's all right. You got a nice shape noggin there, dude. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good on him. It does. It does. So question have you been able to get your mother to say anything good about what you've released yeah uh, well my wife, she she tends to she's my biggest fan right so and uh yeah she's funny she's uh some songs she doesn't like right some songs she does so she's she's a tough critic she's a great mm-hmm. fan though great fan she goes to about probably 99 percent of my gigs so oh that's cool that is cool that's nice that's cool does she pay well does she tip well too uh she she really she is the best roadie ever she oh, is she can cube out my car like no one <laughs> no she's Get great to work. Know, we do the dinner date thing after the gig and all that so i try to reward her with uh you know food and wine and stuff so there you go you're a romantic you after i work you to death uh-huh. yeah but we'll forgive anything for a good good burger and some wine so absolutely Absolutely. So I'm in the Finger Lakes, right? So you got to understand the Finger Lakes is nothing but good wine, good beer, good burgers everywhere. So didn't used to be that way 25 years ago. Bunch of great growers that sold it to Welch's for, for jelly, right? Mm-hmm. Made very little money at it. And they uh, decided that people actually like drinking wine and they come up and replanted all the fields with, you know, very high end grapes and, and just do a, a wonderful job with wine. So. Where are you at? Uh, I'm out of Corning. Corning is upstate New York, just just north of the PA border. Okay. So, you know, 90 miles south of Rochester, maybe, you know, two and a half hours kind of southeast of Buffalo. Um, you know, really just a beautiful, right, right in the Finger Lakes, uh, wine wine trail, the beer trail, distilleries too, a lot of distilleries. Yeah, we got so distilleries a lot of my gigs too. are at these type of venues. So. so would you say that you're close to the middle finger? <laughs> No, um, yeah, you're from New York, and yeah, it's like every time I look at you, you're you're playing a wine bar. Mm-hmm. I need uh, to go where he's playing. That sounds like uh, fun. It, it is. I'll tell you, it's it's just you know, and you meet the best people. It, it, honestly, the wineries and the breweries are my favorite. You know, the wineries. I'll tell you, they'll, they'll get a bottle of wine. I kid you not. They'll just go out and hang out in the, the lawn, you know, or the in the at the table and just lean back and listen to music for three hours and drink wine. So that's because wine is not like beer, and the people that drink wine are different than the beer drinkers. They are. They are. But the beer, there's a place for beer drinkers too, Mike. 
Yeah, there yeah. is. Brent, Brent must be a beer drinker. I always envisioned you as like a whiskey drinker. I don't know why. He looks that way, doesn't he? He I, looks like he looks like. Look, yeah, I, he just looks like. Look, I just need some angels and be in a fucking quiet room. Leave me uh, alone. But <laughs> my my favorite drinks. My favorite drink is Crown and Coke. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. I, can I see it. love that, and that I is love nice. that is tequila. nice. No, that is I bad. love tequila. Mm-mm, that hurts no. too much, dude. <laughs> oh, I don't. love tequila. Please don't misunderstand me. I love tequila. Tequila turns me into somebody else. Does and tequila she likes make your clothes fall off? She <laughs> likes to get naked. It gets hot. It's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say for tequila, if you get the bottom shelf, it's gonna hurt. If you get the top shelf or you know, mid shelf. You're gonna be okay, but if you go, you go bottom shelf because I did that for many years. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do I mean, it. now either I drink, you know, mid level or nothing at all. But you know, I'm well, mostly a beer drinker, honestly. But so when I say beer, right? So I'm talking craft beer. I, I'm kind of a beer snob now, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. If you I think if as we age, a, we become more snobby. Honestly, oh, yeah. it, it's. But see what I grew up on. So I'm 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 from Rochester, right? So mm-hmm. Rochester is home of Genesee Brewing, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of regional. It's kind of pushed down the East Coast and all that. And it's, uh, you know, it was cheap beer. But, you know, it's it's actually, you look back at it, now they actually have craft beer there. So, and then I, I grew into all the craft breweries, which I just, I love IPAs. I mean, I'm kind of crazy about them, so. Cool. This yeah, just turned into a, like a alcohol. I, know, I mean, we, all we need to do is throw in. It's it's fine. The one I released today, we had a whole conversation about bras, so it's fine. Don't worry about go. it. Uh, what got you started in music in the first place? I know we so, decided. So it's <laughs> it's definitely an interesting story, right? So I, you know, I got to be honest. With you, I took like a I like to say a twenty year hiatus. However, it was a little longer. So I actually started in music way back in sixth grade. I took classical guitar lessons, you know, right from school back when they used to do that. And, uh, you know, I read sheet music. I, I play the arpeggios. I play the bass line, the melody, all that stuff. And uh, I went to, you know, kind of junior high and it was, yeah, it wasn't cool to do that. Right. So I kind of skipped out. And then I want to say freshman year, uh, basically I was in chorus. I don't know why. Right. And I took music theory and all this stuff just for something to do. And, and uh, we got a new band director came in and he comes into the chorus going, does anyone know how to play bass? And I go, well, I said, I can read sheet music and I played classical guitar. So yeah, I bet you I can do bass. So the next thing is I went out and I bought a, a Kramer flying V sort of bass with the aluminum neck, <laughs> which was a beautiful bass, super heavy. Right. You know, right. I bought a big old Yamaha hundred amp watt, you know, hundred watt, uh, you know, amplifier. And next thing I know, I'm playing in jazz band and I'm playing in his pop band on the side. So how old are you when you started playing bass? You weren't six, were you? Fourteen. Okay, all right. Because I was like carrying around that hundred watt amp, man, would be (laughs) be some serious work for the six year old. Yeah, it was I I wouldn't say 14 starting late. Yeah, well, it was interesting. I I loved it, though. I mean, I, you know, so this is back when, uh, you know, break time was Molson Golden and playing (laughs) Pac-Man. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I and I did that, you know, I did it, you know, summers and weekends and all that type of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, and then kind of went off to college for a couple of years and tried to find myself. And, yeah, I didn't do so well. But then I got back out. I actually did play jazz band in college. That was like the best part of college for me. And, uh, you know, we played, we did an album, right. You know, it was kind of cool. And we toured down in Washington, DC and Florida and, and, uh, and then I got into bands. Right. So I kept playing the bass. Why? Because no one else wants to play the bass. So I played the bass and did a little bit of singing. Right. And, uh, we did kind of the rock band thing and, you know, four or five guys. And, and that was what I did. So, um, I booked all the gigs. No one else wanted to book gigs. Right. So I went to restaurants, bars. And at that time it was the smoky bars were the mm-hmm. epitome of where you played. They were just dives, right? And uh, But that's what it was. And, uh, you know, every guy would make 50 bucks and you go, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Some things don't change, man. They, they really don't. <laughs> they really don't. And, the same. And, and what's interesting, so I enjoyed that, right? Now, you know, one of my best friends actually, uh, you know, he was a music major. He played saxophone, right? And uh, I played bands with him, multiple bands. And, uh, you know, a great friend of mine has been a friend forever. And uh, so, so once I left and I was in the, the Rochester, I went down to Atlanta, Georgia for a couple of years, just took a different job and, and kind of got away from it. Right. And I tried playing a little bit in a couple of bars, but nothing really sparked down there. So 
So basically I, I came back, I raised a family with my wife and I, I stopped music. I stopped cold Turkey and I just forgot about it. Right. Which seems crazy. I don't know how you could do that. Right. I love playing in bands. And, and uh, it wasn't until about four years ago, I kid you not, I saw one of my old bandmates. He uh, was playing at Letcher State Park for an auto show. Cool. And I watched him. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that feeling. I forgot that feeling. Yeah, I missed it. Oh, boy. You, you know, and you, you do. If you've been a musician, you've done that. It's like, holy cow. What, what was I doing, right? Well, are so, you talking uh, about, when you're talking about that feeling, are you talking about the feeling of playing live or recording a song? writing a song or all of it so it's it's the whole thing it's the feeling of playing live you know feeling good about playing watching the audience reaction it's just it's that high right it's that absolute high when you play and uh and i'm like wow i forgot about that and uh so so i thought about what was i going to do right so i could have gone and played bass right and i could have done that could have done the band thing and and i'm like you know i i think i'm going to try something different right i said i told my wife i said i'm going to do a solo acoustic act. And he says, you can't do that. I said, why not? You can't sing. Watch me, woman. Watch me. So that's funny, right? So if you know me, it's like, I'll do anything I put my mind to, right? I'm just, I'm a bull about it. uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to do this, right? So I, I, I went back and I, you know, I pulled all the tunes I used to play, started working them up with acoustic and and I actually went out, I took, uh, I took voice lessons, like eight voice lessons because I, I never learned to sing properly. Right. And be able yeah. to breathe and all that. And, uh, I love this story. So the lady was probably about 35 years old and she was blind and she had perfect pitch. Unbelievable huh. woman. Every time I would go for a lesson, she'd sit there and she'd start feeling my cheeks. Right. Oh, you haven't shaved today. I'm a little rough here. And, you know, and she was just a ball. I mean, absolute ball. And she taught me how to breathe, taught me how to sing. And the best thing she ever taught me was, listen, drop it, drop it a step, right? This key is too high for you. So I, I used to try to sing it in the original artist's key. And it's just, I don't have a high voice. And uh, so that's where I started making it my own. And uh, and then I went, uh, you know, I did the cover tunes. And and then basically I said, you know, I, I, I wrote one song a long time ago, right? And I'm like, you know, let me try this again. Let me try it again. I think I'm a little smarter, right? And what I didn't know, I, I, you know, looked up guys like you, Brent, and I looked at what you did and I looked at other artists and I'm, I'm like, I, I think I can do this, right? Yeah, you were like, man, that Uncle Brent sucks. <laughs> I, can, I can pound his ass into the ground. Oh, man. no, 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 man. I love you, dude. I love that Texas rock, man. I just, yeah, you just it's good. Groove. He's good. And he's always beating himself up. It gets on my fucking nerves is what oh, he my does. God. Tequila Nights is like Tequila my Nights. Oh, my favorite. It just grooves. You know, grooves. that song was so, so good. I'm not I'm, I'm just going to say this. I wrote that with an Australian mm-hmm. and she brought the idea, the lyrics. And I was like, I got to do something. I mean, how many songs do you talk about tequila, a garden gnome? You know, it's I mean, so, I was, it's so clever. It is. It is. That's anyway. my favorite, Brent. Honestly, I, I'd love to emulate that. And, and, you know, the interesting about writing for me, right? So I I probably write backwards because I start with the lyrics because, I, you know, melody was something I've had to work on, right? I, I go with the lyrics. I go with the story. You know, I, I, I do a lot of different things, right? I look out the door. I look out the window. I listen to people. I, I you know, I, I look everywhere for ideas. And I, I write the story, right? And then I put it to music. And, uh, you, you know, that's not backwards because when I write, it can happen 50,000 different ways. So it's sometimes I'll have just these words or sometimes I'll be singing at the place I sing the best, which is the shower, and I'll get a melody. Yeah. You know, so then I, because it's I have to get to my phone to, to get the melody, yep. you know, and then sometimes I get the music or it starts with the riff. You know, so I, I think you could pretty much do it anyway. The thing I wanted, I had two questions I wanted to ask you. You actually went to the Eastman School of Music, right? I, I did. I Can did. You talk a little bit about that. What was interesting, so in high school, I played in jazz band, right? And, and like most, most schools, uh, they have teachers kind of come in and go out, right? And there was a student teacher who was a musician, right? And he just graduated uh, Eastman. And he goes, he goes, you know what? 
I said, you should go take some bass lessons. I go, really? I said, where? He says, go to Eastman and I'll give you the guy's name, right? So I actually went for an entire summer. I want to say it was probably my senior year and I took bass lessons from an up and coming, you know, bassist from Eastman. He had me writing bass lines and everything. The guy was tough. But what a great experience. What an absolute, because that's a, that's a renowned music school right, right in Rochester. It was just a great experience. So so did you get to go on scholarship or uh, did you go in as a bass major or did you go in as a classical guitarist? How'd you go in? So I, so it was interesting. So actually this guy, you know, he was finishing up his master's program and he was doing lessons. So actually I went and just took private lessons from him one-on-one, you know, and we'd go through right, you know, melody lines and bass lines and everything. So it was great. It was great. In the, the second question had to do with the lady that was touching your face. What, what range did she identify you in? Did she identify you as a bass one or a baritone? I think a bass one, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You have a very thick voice, Mike. I do. I do. I can't help it. <laughs> Uh, going back to your music in general, your approach in general, you're saying, ah, I look around, I write what's going on, I tell a story. All of your stuff, even if there's a tinge of darkness to it, it's very hopeful. Like, yeah, I, I noticed that listening to um, Green Day, The End of Time, which should be a really dark song, but you spin it around in the end. And then Flying in the Sky is just a vacation song. But, um, it is. Did you want to kind of talk about Green Day and uh, what was driving it? You know, first off, I just I love the production that I did on it. And I, you know, I just I, 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 I love the way that whole thing came about. So so we're all familiar with COVID, right? Still here, hasn't gone away. So Only you know, back when it, it, it's gotten worse. Right. So yeah. so back when it first came out. Right. So I'm I'm. I'm an engineer by trade, right? I do robotics, believe it or not. So, so I was very fortunate when COVID hit and everything shut down, I was able to go home, sit in my wife's crafting room, open up my laptop and still work, right? I did, you know, teams meetings and all sorts of meetings with customers and clients and, and my engineering team. And, and uh, so, so Green Day came about from that 14 weeks that I was sitting home in the crafting room and it's, you got to envision the room. So it's it's a small room. It's brightly colored. There's windows all around, right? So every time I'm working, the sun is just blasting right in. And I'm going, you know, what a crappy time to be, you know, locked out of work and everything else. And But you know what? But then that sun is just shining. You know, wow. I mean, that's what I want, right? So so if you listen to the lyrics on Green Day, it's, it's basically my life over that 14 weeks, right? So I I get up in the morning, I shower, I get dressed, I, I walk around the corner and I start my day, right? So that's that's really how that song came about. I I can't write a sad song. I, I've gotta I've gotta make it happy. I just I don't know, I just can't do it, you know. I don't think you shower every day. That's just a lie. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but you know what I what what really caught my uh ear on that one was the second verse when you're talking about the video chat and the Facebook live and stuff. And so the video chat, I was thinking, well, this is probably related to a work type of thing, but the Facebook lives, can you so, provide so some insight into so, that? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So I think we all kind of learned that, you know, what, what was going on was, you know, my internet was okay. It was okay for emails, right? Streaming was there, but we didn't, you know, we had Netflix, we didn't stream really hard. But what I found doing all these Teams meetings and stuff, it basically became, you know, super important to, uh, sorry, my mic's dropping here a little bit, super important to basically, you know, be able to communicate, you know, do this, the video conferencing, the video chatting and, 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 and things don't always work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting there in the middle of a port meeting and it just goes to shit and you're like, what the hell, right? So, and then the Facebook live, I'll be honest with you. I, I like performing in front of people. I did one live and it terrified me. Absolutely terrified me because there's not, no one there. There's no one there, but there's people maybe there or they're going to come in and see it three days later. Oh God, it's horrible. You know, you it's know what, horrible. you know what is there though? That damn red recording light. It is. That's what terrifies yeah. you. It's like Anytime that light goes on, I pee my pants, man. I swear. I swear. It's, it's horrifying. It, it is. And I, you know, I, I got to get over it, right? You know, I know a lot of musicians did a lot of live concerts and stuff. And, you know, I lost over half my gigs. I was so fortunate to still half of them, right? I felt really yeah. good about it. 
the coffee, see the morning sun I'm starting to rise and shine I put on my clothes, blue jeans and shirt Get to work on time Go next door and start my day Life's gonna be okay Moving along the pace is fast Making it through the day Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where I know that I can be Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where the sun still shines on me What's going on with my video chat It's really not the same Facebook Live, I miss my friends I feel like going insane Looking out the window now The world all stopped with me Thinking about this ending soon I can't wait till I'm free Well I'm wishing on a green day Where I know that I can be Well I'm wishing on a green day Where the sun still shines on me Talk about the riverside The feeling's just the same Keep on going, dreaming about The life we now have made Seeing lovers in my mind The waves by the sea Walking along and talking about The things that ought to be Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where I know that I can be Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where the sun still shines on me Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where I hope that you will be Well, I'm wishing on a green day Where I hope that you're with me On a green day So let's let's talk about a little bit about what inspired you to go back. I mean, I know you said you you, you missed it. You saw your friend re- performing. Was there any other musicians you were hearing that you know other than Uncle Brent uh, <laughs> that you were like, oh my god, I got the bug again? You know, my my time was the '80s and, and early '90s, right? So. You know, we used to play Bruce Springsteen a lot, Bob Seger, all those guys. And, and when I went and saw my 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 old bandmate playing, he's playing those same tunes. And I'm like, you know, this is great music, right? Yeah. Great melodies, great groove, just just put together very well. And I'm like, you know, I just miss that, right? So and that was really a lot of my inspiration, right? And and as I as I grew over the last three years writing, right? Then I started focusing on guys like John Mayer. And I'm like, holy Caroli, that guy can play. He can sing. He can write. He can do everything. So so there's always in my mind, there's always a benchmark that is so high. Right. Mm -hmm. I just have so much to learn. I just keep I just keep picking up new stuff from from everyone around me. And, uh, you know, that's the fun part. Right. So I, you know, it's I started out writing with just an acoustic guitar and I I do a a phone video, put it on Facebook going, hey, what do you guys think? Right. And Mm -hmm. the words might have been good. The melody wasn't really great. You know, and I'm just some starting out. And and so now I'm like I'm learning more how to do it and and getting better reactions. Right. And now it's now it's a question. It's so much fun to actually record it for real, like in a studio setting, which is now here. Right. This is my room. Right. And, nice. uh, and put that together and just, I love seeing that whole thing just, you know, come together musically. I, I enjoy listening to your stuff because you're always going to do something that uh, I'm not expecting. And, uh, and it, some of it is because you're a bass, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can sing some baritone stuff, but you have some lower registers that most people don't use. Yeah, for sure. Oh. And so, so that creates a whole different, cause you can't hit it like, uh, I don't know, like Dolly Parton would hit it. You're just not going to hit those notes. You're not. So you, you find a good way to be compelling, but also compliment your voice. And so I think, I think that's really awesome too. Um, 
Sorry, that's all I got to say. And that, that. Honestly, that came from the vocal lessons, right? So the best thing I ever learned is she said, bring it your range, you know, bring it your range. And so, so anytime I write a song, I, I write it for my range. I, I do. And, and, and what I find is when I write it for my range, I can, it just sings so easy, right? And, it, and just to, to talk about songwriting, at least in my opinion, right? So I got two things that I'm going for, right? So I'm going for, it's got to be hooky. And I, I, it's just the way I, I want it to be hooky. I want it to be memorable and I want it to be easy to sing. Right. And that's, that's kind of my metrics. And that's, that's kind of my focus as I write and I look at it and I review it and then go back through it. So. And speaking of that leads us to the next song. Tell me about end of time. <laughs> so you just kind of went right in there. It, don't, it, don't, it's, it's very interesting. I, I like that song too. And it's interesting that, you know, Brent picked up on that one as one of his, his favorites. And, uh, you know, I, I like it too. And I basically, you know, put that one together going, let me take a sad song, a breakup song. Right? And I'm trying to write, you know, common things, you know, people experience and, and, you know, what can you do with that? Right. Right. But it's always, your stuff's almost, it's like, God, that should be gut wrenching. And you've yeah. somehow spun it to make it positive, which my, I know several people who would love that. How do you do that? It, you know, I, it's, it's funny. And I, it, I'll, I'll tell you, so I'll tell you a, a secret. So my daughter, I have, I have three kids, right? And they're, they're all grown up. And so my daughter comes up to me one day and she goes, dad, you're writing all these songs, right? And she says, why don't you write one about me? And I go, really? I said, this could be fun, right? And I, I said, honey, what are we going to write about? She says, why don't you write about my single life? And I go, isn't no. that too cool, right? I said, honey, do you have any, do you have any content? She goes, oh boy, do I. <laughs> so, <laughs> Same. So, <laughs> it, it's it's you know and it's tough right and i i would not Sucks. want to be out in that world these days honestly so, i would not wait wait a minute so that song the end of time is based off a relationship your daughter had no no so i'm just and where i'm headed with this one is so you, you talk about i take a sad song and turn it right so right so single life is the same thing right i, I wrote this song all about you know looking for love in the wrong places right it's just just shitty out there and at the end of that particular song, Single Life, which is not published, but it's, you know, I play it out. My daughter hates me for it, but she finds her her Prince Charming. So, so end of time, I'm taking that same premise. You know, life okay. is crap, right? It's the end of the world because you just broke up with me. And you know what? I got to move on. I got to figure this out, right? Yeah. And, and it's going to get better. And I try to progress that, you know, through the song. So, so it's, I, I, I do, I just, I cannot have a sad song. <laughs> yeah. You know why I think I like that song? That That's the end of time is probably my favorite song by you because there's a lot of things going on with the guitar and I'm kind of a guitar guy. Like you have this picking pattern that's going on and then it's you have cool. a strumming pattern and then all of a sudden something else will pop up and I'm like, oh, but the chorus is really nice. How you transition from the verse to the chorus and in my favorite uh Line in that that song is like, how did we get so far out of whack, crumbling like a brick in a wall or on a wall? I thought that was very vivid. You can see a wall and it's starting to break down and you're one of those bricks. I thought that was just. And it is. It's one of those things. Like if you're the one that someone's breaking up with, it's like it's coming from out of nowhere. Right. And, and that was kind of you know, how, how did we get so out of whack? And that was kind of my perception of it. Right. How would you feel? And, and that's kind of how I, I looked at it. I have a question. Sure. It's not at all musically involved, but did she find a Prince Charming in real life? Did she meet so somebody? She did. Please tell oh, me she did. Yay! She did. She did. Do you I'm like him? I'm so happy. A very do you important like him? question. I do. I yes! do. So he's a great guy. Walking down the road at the end of time Thinking about the days and the sun Looking at the sky for some kind of sign I keep on thinking I'm the one The day that you left me and left me alone I think about the time that we had I keep on moving forward, trying on my own I keep on feeling kind of sad I see a fork in the road, it's the end of time It's the end of time, cause what's the cost? Here I am, I'm feeling lost It's the end of time, I'm on my own Time to move 
I'm all alone Family and friends keep saying that we're through Keeps on turning in my mind Days pass by like stories on the view Working feels like such a grind Steady as it goes, my life is off track Makes me feel sort of small How did we get so far out of whack? Crumbling like a brick on the wall I see a fork in the road, it's the end of time It's the end of time And what's the cost? Here I am, I'm feeling lost It's the end of time, I'm on my own Time to move on, and I'm all alone Feels like it was yesterday We were so in love Somehow we have lost our way We didn't know enough I hope you are so happy now It's not the end I want Think I'll fill the void somehow Maybe we'll meet again I see a fork in the road It's the end of time It's the end of time What's the cost? Well, here I am, I'm feeling lost The end of time, I'm on my own Time to move on, I'm all alone I'm all alone, I'm all alone So you said something earlier about... uh co-writes you know learning from other people have you done that and how many times and what songs i i haven't you know the only time i've ever maybe done it is way back when you know i was 20 and my music major buddy helped me kind of get through a my first song you know that counts. about the only co-write you know really yeah. so are you looking for people to co-write with i I, I do. I do want to get there. I've got, you know, right now I'm, I'm extremely busy putting together my next EP, right? I got to, I got to write about 10 to 12 songs here before the spring release. Oh, wow. And, and so, so just talking about that, just for a brief second. So, so, so Brent, you can appreciate this, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't just have one guitar. <laughs> we have I was going to say, how many guitars are behind you right now? So I, cause well, I'm counting one, two, three, four, eight five, guitars. eight. Yeah, okay. There's a bunch, right? What's your so, favorite one? So, you know, you can't ask him that. The yes, kids I can. Will hear. The Shut kids up. Will Which hear. one is yeah. your favorite one? My, my, my favorite guitar is the, the, the first acoustic I own, and I bought oh. it for $200. It is a Guild D44 made. It was built in 1972, right? Oh, wow. And uh, I, I first started back playing out with that acoustic, right? And, and the first thing I did is I drilled out the peg and put a, a pickup in it, which people would cringe, right? You take a, a vintage those, guitar and drill it out. Yeah, but at the time, it wasn't a vintage guitar. No, Initially, it was, I needed it. you I needed, needed it. it, yeah. No, but those guilds are like tanks, man. They are, they are just so well built. Sometimes they, they, they don't have a lot of sound because they're so well built. Yeah. But you're right. They're, they are a, a kind of a dead sounding guitar, but you know, I, yeah. I love the looks. I love the feel. I, I lowered the action a little bit, right? In the old days, they wanted it really high and heavy strings. And so, but that was, that was how I got back into playing. And I, I'll be honest with you, my equipment sucked, right? My PA blew up within the first month. <laughs> so I had to buy a new PA. I have my original mic stand in that guitar and that's about it. You know, everything else died, you know, so uh, the good news is all the equipment is it's more reasonably priced and my gosh, the quality is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So my next Thanks. EP, right? So, so I'm yeah. going to, you know, I, I'm going to write, you know, 10 to 12 songs. I'll put it out to the Facebook, you know, fan land and, and have a, you know, kind of vote, you know, on what their favorites are the top five, top six. Right. So, and I'm talking about how many guitars I have. Right. So I just bought it. I just bought a Fender Tell. <laughs> <laughs> is that the yellow one yeah is yeah. it american it, japan it's, mexican it's a, it's a mexican towel right it's a player and the first thing i did is i removed the the modern bridge and, and i bought the fender vintage bridge and i put it on there so 
So, so my plan, here's my plan. So I'm going to do my next EP is going to have the same acoustic mixes that you're familiar with. Uh-huh. I'll call it the A side. The B side is going to have the full band, right? So I'm going to put the yeah. electrics on, the electric bass, which I haven't played in years, but I'm going to play it, right? And I'll have drums on and everything. So I'm very excited to, to offer both of those just to give fans a little bit different, you know, taste of what we can do. So I have an idea of what kind of acoustic guitar player you are. And that should pretty much transition across um, your, to the electric too. So, so what I hear on guitar is you're very intricate. You're, you're trying really hard to hit the metronome beats right on top. And, and you have a good flow, a, a good give and take in your mixes between the acoustic strumming and the picking or the, when you're playing riffs. Yep. Um, in that too. So what kind of bass player are you? So, so, you know, I'm, I'm probably more or less a traditional bass player, right? I'm just hitting the bottom, keeping it full and all that. I'm, I'm not a melodic bass player. However, I, I will tell you that my, you know, my guitar playing has improved based on, it has to, right? As a solo, I have to, I have to improve on it. So I'm kind of excited to go back and, and relook at the bass and, and see what I can do with the bass and make it a little more melodic. So. So when I go to Mike's show, I'm going to see some things. I'm going to see the acoustic guitar. I'm going to see the suitcase drum. What am I going to see on your pedal board? Mm. So, so interesting. The pedal board is not really sophisticated. So it's a boss VE eight. And I'll tell you why I bought that. Right. So, so the first thing I thought I had to have my PA, I had to replace, right. New PAs don't have reverb or echo or delays on them. They're dry. They're very flat. So, I said, well, I got to get something with delay or reverb on it. And oh, by the way, I need something to plug my acoustic into. And I, I, I wasn't thinking of buying an acoustic amp. So I want to plug it right into the PO, uh, the, the PA and stuff. So, so the Boss VE8 actually does both. And uh, it had oh. one other feature that I liked at the time. Now I don't use it now, but I did. I, it has a beautiful harmonizer on it, right? And it's like scary, accurate, unbelievable. You have three piece harmony right behind you, right? With just the push of a button. And uh, so I used to play out when I first started with that. It was really cool. And one of my uh, fellow friends says, dude, your voice doesn't need that. This is don't use it. I'm like, okay. So I dropped the harmony, but I still use that Boss VE8. That's my setup. I alternate my acoustics. Uh, I play a Taylor 214 DLX and I play a, a, uh, a Martin D10 Road series, right? I, bought, I got guitars that I wasn't going to get hurt, right? You know? Good Lord. Yeah, those yep. are some expensive guitars you just mentioned. Yeah, there's more expensive ones. Yeah, I wanted a, something that I could beat on a little bit. So, and uh, but but those are the ones you beat on. Yeah. So you know what? In a, if, in a live gig, things happen, right? So, and it's not necessarily anyone but my own fault sometimes, right? I do guitar swaps, and once in a while, I'll bonk the mic stand because. <laughs> Because remember, my setup, I have a, a black five foot by seven foot piece of rug, right? That is my right. world that I live in when I perform. And uh, sometimes I'm on less of that five foot by seven rug. And, you know, sometimes I get a little more. So, you know, it can be tight. So so at my gigs, I've got two guitars and a rack, right? I've got my suitcase drum kit, which, and I'll tell you about that, right? So when I first started, I, I couldn't just be an acoustic player because I'm, I'm an okay acoustic player but I wanted something new. Right. So I got a stomper block and I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. It's, it's a piece of wood with a pickup in it. Right. And you you beat your foot on it and makes a clunk, right. Mm Kind of like a bass drum. Mm -hmm. And then the other half of that, I have the the cutest little thing. My wife laughs at me. It's, it's, it's a shoe tambourine. (laughs) So it's got a piece of Velcro and you put it on your toe and boom, chick, boom, chick. Right. While I'm playing and I'm singing and, uh, so, so well, the problem with that setup was, is I went on playing that first year, every place I played was concrete. It was ceramic tile. It was hardwood decks. And I'm like, my God, I'm getting shin splints because you got to hit pretty hard to get the, the resonance out of them. So, so that's when I, uh, I uh, Shaky Graves, someone put me on to, if you've ever seen Shaky Graves, the guy's phenomenal guitar yeah. player. Shaky plays that suitcase drum kit, right? Yeah. And I, I love that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going there. And uh, I, I actually hooked up with Pan American Drums and I uh, love those guys. And they, they built my suitcase drum kit for me and set me right up. And, and I'll tell you, every gig I get comments, multiple comments on it. You know, it's usually it's the one, how do you, how do you play, sing and do that at the same time? Right. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kicked my ass to start, but <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. That thing sounds really good too. I mean, I, I've, I've, I think I've only heard it recorded, but it sounds good. I mean, it's yeah. pretty fat, has a nice sound to it, you know. So on your, you said on your next album, you're going to have the stripped down and then you're going to have the full band. Yep. So are you going to have a live drum set on your full band or are you going to cheat? I, I'm going to cheat for now, for now, right? Just to see, because, and, and here's the selfish motivation, right? So I, I, I'm very picky on how I arrange the songs. So I want to be able to fit all parts in a certain way. Right. So at least that's my story for now. Right. We'll, we'll see how, how well I do at it. But so talking cool. about the new EP, that's going to be out. Uh, the other song Brent really wanted to talk about, I is going to be on it uh, flying in the sky. So tell us about that song. So one of the, the opportunities I had, so, you know, COVID was kind of still wrenching everyone's vacation a little bit. We were able to go out to Seattle uh, this, this last summer, right. And take a vacation and do all the touristy stuff. And, and and from New York, I've got five hours out there on a plane and five hours back on the plane. And, you know, my wife will read a book. I sit there on my phone, right. And I'm writing songs. I'm like looking at all these people around me and I'm listening to the plane. I'm watching what people are doing and flying in the sky was, I kid you not. I wrote that on the plane in probably 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, the harmonies on that song are really badass. I really like, did you have to have some surgical intervention to reach <laughs> some of the notes? I, I'll, I'll tell you, man, I, I, one of those things, you talk about Brent, you know, you, you do one thing, oh, I got to work on that. You do another, I got to work on that. Yeah. So, I, you know, harmonies is right on my, I got to work on them. That, that is, I can't get any higher than those harmonies. And I, I struggle. I, I just am hitting them. It's, I figured it's someone difficult. was, was yeah, squeezing, <laughs> but, but no, they, they came across really good though. Yeah. They sounded good. I was like, how is he hitting these notes? This is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was when you released the video for that song already, is that all footage of you actually recording it live? You playing the suitcase drum, you playing the guitar, playing the riffs. Did you just record your whole production process and then mix it and put it together? So, so what I did on it, um, so I actually recorded everything ahead of time first and produced it. And then I went back through and I actually, I played along with those parts, right? So I'm actually singing, I'm actually playing the drum, I'm actually doing all that. However, I did use the production uh, mix to, to, you know, in the background of the video. So, and I, and I did that because I just wanted people to understand this is kind of how I do it, right? This is how I put it together. I thought it'd be interesting and, and all that. So, you know, yeah, it was really cool. That's that was like that's, a behind the scenes kind of feel. Yeah. Exactly. That's when I saw your suitcase drum and I was like, this motherfucker's serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what sound you get out of that thing. It's a tambourine and a 16 inch tom that's cut in half, right? So it's really awesome. what some muffles could do. Well, I'm packing my bags and thinking about the trip on the road to Terminal 2. Standing in line with my shoes off and walking my way on through. Well, I pass through the line, collect myself, move on to the traveler gate. Board the plane and take my seat. Made it here, I'm not too late. Well, I'm flying in the sky. Like a bird with wings, I know that I can fly. Well, I'm flying in the sky. On my way back home with a feeling you can hide. I see the moonlight shining in the sky so bright and I don't feel so alone. Cruising on high above the clouds and the jet just humming along. I lay right back in the seat and let my dreams all come on by. Well, I'm moving along and flying in the sky. Well, I'm flying in the sky. Like a bird with wings, I know that I can fly. Well, I'm flying in the sky. On the way back home with a feeling 
you can hide I'm falling to the sky and bumping side to side Free falling like Tom Ears popping jaws, aching tree Tables up and seat backs rise as one Dropping for landing, hit the ground Hear the air brakes coming on The patches are up and so phone turning on well, I'm flying in the sky Like a bird with wings, I know that I can fly Well, I'm flying in the sky On my way back home with a feeling you can hide On my way back home with a feeling you can hide I'm a way back home with a feeling you can't hide. Yeah, it makes that little dark part of my heart lighten a little bit, which is dangerous. <laughs> I think it's on my nerves. So what advice would you give to a new songwriter or a new independent musician? Oh boy, I just, man, just, just go for it. I mean, it's, there, there, there's so many things around you. Just look around you, open your eyes, open your ears. I mean, there's just absolutely, everything's wonderful, right? You just, just look at it differently. Look at it differently. And then write about it. And then write about it. Exactly. That's yeah. You, you're really good about looking at what's around you and. You're very good you know, at describing it. Yeah. Yeah. See yeah. when I write, when I write songs, I kind of don't, I, I just let them come out and sometimes you get weird words in it, you know, because I have a psychology major with a sociology minor. And so all these therapeutic words, usually they're not the pleasant therapeutic words <laughs> work their way into it. And so then when I'm working with the co-writer, they're like, okay, why are we using deterioration right here? Let's, let's choose it. It was bad or something mm -hmm. like that, but you do a good job of, uh, I guess setting up the canvas and then you paint the picture. No, I appreciate that. I, I do. I, I, it's, I gotta be honest. It's so much fun. It is so much fun to create and it can be frustrating, right? It can be very frustrating. So I, I, I got one I'm working on right now that I don't like to write a song and leave it. I hate that. Right. I like to write it and keep going and get it done. Right. And get it done. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, you, you listen to anyone else. They'll say you got to write, you know, a thousand junk songs to get 20 great ones. Right. And I've I'm actually like, heard that advice on the show. And I'm like, you know what, though? For me, I don't buy that because right. I can't write a thousand crappy songs because I don't have time. <laughs> Every song that I write, I give it 110% and I will tweak and tweak. Now, I don't do it to obsessiveness where I'll be months and months and months. I get it done, but I will tweak that to the best of my ability at that point in time and then I'll release it. And, and that's how I do it, right? So I, if, I don't, if I don't like it, if I don't think it's hooky, if I don't think it's singable, I'm like, okay, I got to change it, right? Right. And uh, this one I'm working on right now, I went through that process. I struggled just a little bit more because of how I set the groove, but I'm, I'm finished. I'm in production on it now. So I got another one coming out here to the YouTube world. So speaking of YouTube, where can my listeners find you? So, so anything, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, it's Mike Lucy, L-U-C-E-Y, acoustic. It's, there's no spaces, no dashes. All nothing. one word. It's all one word, blob it together. Mike Lucy, L-U-C-E-Y, acoustic. Uh, just one more tidbit. I think you'll okay, find go. this interesting, right? So, so my CD, right? This is my first EP I put out and I actually mm -hmm. put out a CD and I know Brent's seen it and all that. So, so one of the interesting things on it, you'll see some images on it for the EP that uh, are actually, these are all taken in downtown Corning, New York, right? Oh. So I took these, you know, and I didn't actually take the images. And I think if you look, you'll see there's a car in the background, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a Chevy Malibu. So just, I'm going to give you a real quick <laughs> synopsis here of how this all occurred, right? So I got back into music, right? Like three and a half years ago. So the first year into it, this is back with my, my uh, Guild D44, right? So my, my future daughter-in-law got in a car accident. She was six months pregnant, right? So wonderful lady, baby was fine, right? I was, she okay? I had a, uh, you know, it was a Toyota Camry that saved her life and the baby's life. So anyhow, they, they had no money to buy another car. 
So my wife and I said, well, let's give him my car, right? And I had a 2010 Malibu, so we just gave it to him. So anyhow, I had to go out in a hurry and buy a new car. And this particular car I bought because I like the rims. <laughs> That was it. That was it for you. That's how I buy cars. I'm like, I'm like, uh, does it get more than two miles to the gallon? Is it it look all right? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I love the rims, right? (laughs) You love the rims. Blacked out rims. They're on a white car. And and so anyhow, long and short of it, being the engineer, right? So the creative type, I look at this car, I look at the angles, I look at everything they did to this car. And I'm like, you know what? I bet you the engineers don't hear any praise at all. So I wrote an email to General Motors saying, listen, (laughs) I absolutely, and this is the geek in me, right? So I absolutely love this car. I said, tell the engineers, man, they did a a bang up job. And here's why I love this car, right? And next thing I know, I'm getting a reply back from the the, uh, art director going, you know, we love your story. How would you like to be featured in the Chevy New Roads magazine? Sure. Oh, okay. I said, really? And he says, yep. They said, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so, so the process was this, right? So they hooked me up with a, a writer and uh, I went through the whole story, whether we did a, you know, two hours on a, on a Teams call or a Skype call. And, and, I, and she's like, this is great. This is absolutely great, right? And, uh, and I, oh, by the way, you're a musician. This is awesome, right? So and I say, I play out in bars and restaurants. And, and, and so it went from that. And then they sent a, a photographer came up from Brooklyn, New York. The art director flew in from Detroit. And we all met in downtown Corning, right? So this was in early February. And you may not see it, but there's actually snow on the ground. I'm wearing an armor, you know, an under armor shirt. It's 28 degrees, freezing my tail off. (laughs) And we're doing a photo shoot. And uh, we went to the local coffee shop. We did some photo shoots. We did the traditional clock tower right right in town. And just got to have the clock tower. So, and I, all I, all I told these guys, they said, there's, you know, I didn't get paid for it. Right. And I didn't, I didn't care. That was fine. I said, however, I do want some of the images. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me the right to, to publish and post these. And I said, this is great. So, so that was, that was the way I started marketing myself. Right. So that yeah, you've got some good on my EP. You've got yeah. some good marketing tools. Um, I never saw any posts about the article. Has that article come out already? Oh, it's been out. So it was 2017. Yeah. So I can actually send you a link to it. It's still, it's still live. You should post it on Facebook or yeah, Instagram cool. so I can, so I can say no shit. Oh my gosh. Oh, absolutely. Like well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for your time. I hate to, to cut us off, but it's a new thing I'm doing is cutting people off because if not, I have a three hour interview. Today uh, and I don't want to do no it anymore. Problem. You know, if you have another EP coming out, you know, within the come, end come back come back we'll do it oh, again absolutely. i love i i love having people come back on it's so nice yeah that was fun talking to him i didn't he was cool he's he's fun i, I like his music but it does make me feel better when i listen to him um he's very uh, he's got a just such a positive outlook and i don't <laughs> and so it's like Oh, I don't see rainbows, but I, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't it does know. Sort of, to- it does sort of change. You're like, I'm having a bad day. So I'm going to listen to him. And it's like, I'm still having a bad day, but I'm not as nasty about it. That was a fun interview. I enjoyed it. Was it was fun. It was very light and upbeat. And I noticed that you didn't cuss as much as you normally do. So I must commend you on your ability to control that dirty mouth. Of yours. Don't get fucking used to it. Okay. <laughs> Well, Brent, thank you for being back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming back. I thought for a second, I was like, he better come back. I'm starting to think he's not coming back. No, I thought you and Sean Animal did a great job. I love, uh, I love y'all's chemistry. I dig her. When I, when I go, when I go to visit family, I'm going to go hang, see her in person. Well, y'all should record some more episodes too. We should, we should do that three way I was talking about. No, it'll be, it would be cool. We got the, we got some cool personalities going on there. I mean, it'll be chaos. Especially oh, it's going to be utter fucking chaos. I don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. I'm going to let you go get to that new baby. I will. Um, before yeah, it starts making noise and listeners, make sure you're getting out there and make sure you're liking, following, subscribing, click on those links below, show the artists some love and make some noise. Hey, also 
make some noise, but also make some comments. Yeah. Visit the artist. Give them a thumbs up. Uh, say you That's look very pretty today. <laughs> you're punctual. You you have a nice fragrance. Just let them know you're there. Because, <laughs> yeah, let them know. Because because like they were saying earlier, a lot of musicians are having a hard time, and just a kind word might might help.